Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. As Matt put it, there's a metric dick ton, I believe, of Epic versus Apple documents, court findings, releases, news, and other things. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about. No, no. <laughs> different podcast. That's a different podcast. <laughs> uh, this is the Gamers Two podcast. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might pique our interest. Woo woo. Such as. Such as. No hitters in baseball <laughs> that we just witnessed. Just finished watching Wade Miley throw a uh, no-hitter. And new releases. Yeah. In case you're not into baseball, you freaks. And, you know, you want to fill your time with new video games. Such as The Colonists on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe on the PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 on the Xbox One. Demio. On the PC VR, High Risers on PC, Metro Exodus PC Enhanced Edition on obviously the PC, Blazing Beaks for the PS4 and Xbox One, The Invisible Hand for the PC, and everybody's favorite, 9 foot 6 inch dominatrix resident evil 8 village for pc playstations xboxes and stadia stadia comrade comrade the uh the invisible hand immediately made me think of the quiet man for some reason and then wondering where that went that's gone dad how fast did that get canceled after that first demo? Oh, I don't know. Wasn't that the one where they were like, oh, the person, the main actor or whatever, w- had some legal issues? I don't, I don't just remember the whole thing was weird because it was live action, but not. Yeah, I think I ended up having some weird issue with like the actor had some allegations or something. So they pulled it and then we're going to redo it. Also, a very interesting game when you have a a mute protagonist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who just fights people. Yeah. Which seemed to be the entire 
concept they went with and then just kind of left it there. Weird times we live in in the video game world. It was square, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, too. That's a very square square thought. <laughs> it is. What if he doesn't talk? All right. What else? Don't know. I haven't figured it out past that point. Okay. That means he fights. <laughs> Uh, what imagine, imagine if it was like Ace Attorney, but the Quiet Man. Yeah, exactly. You're playing as a silent attorney the entire time. Probably has a, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm like morbidly curious about what the... I, the entire thing should just be a ridiculous narrative where, worse than a telltale, you say nothing. There's no actual choice for you. The only choice that comes up is ellipse is like four ellipses because. You... It's just going to be dot, 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 no matter what you do. And because you're so silent and you have the the way they pitch it is you have such a like look on your face that you basically make other people start second guessing what they're telling you. And they're like, no, no, you're right. You're right. That wouldn't happen. <laughs> and they start. See, that sounds like, good, though, because it'd be like a comedy almost. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, what? What do you? You don't agree with me? Why don't you? Why don't you agree with me? And it's just this whole thing. <laughs> You just glance at the judge, and he's like, "I, he objects. I'll allow it." You're like, <laughs> Your Honor, he didn't say anything. Did Did you look at him? He said all I needed to hear. And you're like, <laughs> "What a line! What a line that would be to drop in that game." Anyway, I'm done theory crafting for at least one more story. A so, game that isn't out and we uh, haven't and, seen and, and never will be. Yeah. You, well, uh, yeah, the quiet man, but like you're never going to see the mute attorney either. <laughs> Honestly, where I want that Law and Order spinoff, though. Sorry, Law and Order. Just that nice little, dun, 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 dun. and then you get the nice, and it says the mute attorney, executive producer Dick Wolf. There you go. There it is. And Ice T is the mute attorney. <laughs> That would be weird. Not allowed to say a single thing the entire time. <laughs> Him or Mickey Rourke, one of the two. Oh God! All right, what are you feeling? Evens. Or I'm odds? feeling evens. Even Steven. Okie dokie, kicking it off with some boring stuff. Well, not really, but a lot of welcome stuff. to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as Nate alluded to, a metric dick ton of documents has been released from the Epic versus Apple Battle Royale. So let's go through some of the deets. <laughs> oh, man. Can you imagine if the judge showed up and like, where are we dropping, boys? <laughs> there was so much that came out. And there was good quotes. But like, I just couldn't get to... Every Everything. every time I logged on and just was scrolling through regular Twitter, not even hunting for it, it's like in the, I think in the gaming subreddit, in the technology subreddit, in PP, in just anything that even could remotely what the fuck tablet, anything that could remotely be involved in some way, people were snagging headlines out of and posting things of like this document just came out in the. Epic versus Apple thing, and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> if there was, there's so many companies like intertwined in this, 
and they're just shit is coming out. It's so fantastic. All right, so nothing like intertwined shit. Exactly. We've all had those days after Taco Bell. Some more than others. I haven't had Taco Bell in years. So how's Smart it been? Move. How's it been, Matt? You know how Smart hard it is move. for me to get Taco Bell. Smart move. Well, aren't you lucky? I'd have to be on my way to your house, basically. Aren't you just lucky? Listen, Taco Bell is... I think the other one that was... A shadow of its former self. And I think the other one that was closer doesn't exist anymore. The one that would have been over on North Jenny. That's still there. Is it? Yeah. So one night coming home from here. So You went there? Long, long time ago. The galaxy? Far away? uh, It used to be a thing where every time I was coming home from here, I would stop at Taco Bell and get a, a quesadilla. And go home and share it with samantha yeah uh so a couple i don't know how long ago it was now it was like it was like middle of the pandemic like hard you know like solid middle of pandemic pre any sort of like idea of a a vaccine uh i went to stop at the taco bell by our house right it was closed oh and I was in one of those moods where I was like, "I, you're not going to beat me. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so I fucking turned around and went to the uh, North Genesee or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know, whatever. Uh, Taco Bell. It's that now. And uh, I'm surprised it's still there, though. Because even then, that was two years ago. At least. It's still, I don't know. It's still cooking. I don't know. Is it before Moe's? This is, this is entirely irrelevant for anybody else listening, but is it before Moe's? Because that was Duncan. Does it go like Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, Duncan? Duncan and Taco Bell are like... Weren't they... Sh- I thought they were in one building for a while. I don't know about one building, but they're, they're like... Next to each other? They okay. sh- they share a parking lot, kind hmm. of. Kind of. I don't go over there anymore, so... Last time I went over there was for Wingstop. You ain't missing much. Well, true. Had to get a hepatitis vaccine because of uh, Taco Bell Tavolos. Oh, I don't know right. who that is. It's a restaurant over there, newer one. Oh, never. Well, don't. Oh, yeah, <laughs> clearly not. I never want to. I don't want to have to leave a restaurant and be like, man, I need a hep vaccine. No, we saw it in the paper afterwards, or it was in the news or something, where they're like, if you've gone to this place during these times, someone was working who had hep, whatever, and they're like, come to the county health department and you'll, oh, they'll give you a vaccine. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I remember that now. So, yep. Anyways, back to Apple versus uh, Epic. Yeah, other hep vaccines. Uh, Microsoft allegedly planned to reduce its revenue share of console games sold on the Microsoft Store from 30% to 12%, as they did with the, the PC side. However, it seems like Microsoft abandoned the idea as a spokesperson from the company clarified after the documents came to light. Quote, we will not be updating the revenue split for console publishers. I would be very surprised if there wasn't a yet at the end of that. Yeah, possibly. I could still see them doing it, but not doing it at the same time because they want to they want to see what actually comes out of it type of thing. Um, I don't think I bring it up in here but that seems to be one of the big trends coming from this case is the implications because of the implications ah yes but the judge specifically asked tim sweeney at one point 
do you understand the ramifications this is going to have for everything outside of the games? And he said, basically, he was like, I don't. It's like, I have no idea how, how this is going to affect non-game related apps and, and stuff like that. Right. And I'm, I appreciate that that's on people's minds because a lot of that came to light with like, obviously we know the PC game side of this. Those stores are moving to the 12% split revenue yep. share. Yep. And that's a trend with how console games are becoming more of a hot topic. Yeah. And it's just becoming like what, at least what they're saying. And part of probably that judge's question is like every other app mm-hmm. on those stores and on other app stores will have a problem. Yeah. Um, one of the big trends that the defense was going back. I feel some of these companies I feel bad for because they're getting pulled in in a big way. Yeah. Microsoft yeah. being one of them. And they kept using Windows and Xbox as a like a synonym as like a as like a a reference to pull like the whole apple thing like one of the arguments was like epic was saying that ios should be more like mac os and then the argument became but is xbox windows and is windows xbox like what's the difference there so it like what we talked when before all this came about and we were talking about how like console should like my whole argument was that if you have a piece of hardware like console like you should be able to dictate its ecosystem and that's the argument they were getting into was like is iphone more like xbox or more like a windows pc yeah so it's getting it's getting real deep in there but anyways um microsoft has never made a profit off of any of its consoles and hasn't made a profit from Game Pass yet. That kind of blew my mind if you think about it. Just like how much. Yeah, yeah. Just shit that they've done. It's it's when you think about it and they haven't made a profit. But the question would be how much have they lost? Yeah, which I don't know if those numbers were there, but probably not. But it's like okay, we haven't made a profit, but do we sell at cost? Hmm. And then okay, yeah, are we breaking even. Yeah, we technically break even. Game Pass, I'm sure they're in the, they're in the negative technically too because it's still too yeah. new. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony may have been charging developers to implement cross-platform play on PlayStation. That's according to documents surfaced as part of the lawsuit, as well as testimony from Epic CEO Tim Sweeney. Sweeney confirmed in court that Sony is the only platform that asks for cross-play compensation. Sony makes developers slash publishers, whatever, pay for cross-play support. I thought that was crazy. I mean, also very Sony. But yeah, that's the other thing. Is like anybody in that courtroom goes, eh, that sounds about fucking right. <laughs> like the Microsoft guys, the Epic guys, Apple, everybody's just going to be like, yeah, it's Sony. <laughs> like none of us are surprised to know that, but at least, hey, it's out there now. Uh, the profitability of the Epic Games Store has been brought into the question as the anti at as the antitrust trial continues. It's been brought up multiple times. Uh, CEO Tim Sweeney gave testimony confirming that the store is quote hundreds of millions of dollars short of being profitable end quote. 
Um, he contributed this to upfront costs and expects the, the store will return a profit within three to four years. Uh, I think we've talked about it before, but one of the things that kept coming up was how much they paid for exclusivity for some games. Um, and they paid $146 million for six months of uh, the PC version of Borderlands 3. I was also hoping you had the chart, and that's what I was... I, was, I, I didn't grab the chart, no. You know, Do you know the chart I'm talking about, though? Yeah. The free game chart that got came out during that? Yep. And, like, what it costs versus redemptions and everything else? Yeah, they had Which the free a, game chart, and then they had a breakdown of uh, what they paid for each game. Like, yeah, yeah. To, and how many times it was claimed and stuff like that, and how many mm-hmm. new users it brought to in that. It was very interesting because it was only... There yeah. were two. There were two giant swells, and it was during Batman and I think Borderlands was one of them. No, it wasn't Borderlands. It was. It was the free. Oh, games. you're talking about the free games. Um, was it Total War? No. What was the GTA? No. It's one of the early ones. There was a. It was a very large swell of like two hundred thousand or something. Yeah, it was when around when it first launched. Yeah, I yeah. And I can't remember what the game was. And then There's... the other one was the Batman Collection one, which was funny because the Batman one when you claimed it was. Five games, I think, or four games, but all the numbers were tied to one of those games specifically. But they were broken out individually, which was weird. Yeah, there is like a like on on its own. There's a ton of information about the Epic Games Store available from all the core documents. If you're interested, if you like numbers, yeah. Um, Epic Games, uh, Fortnite made nine billion dollars in two years. In 2018 and 2019 specifically, it made nine billion dollars, and in 2020, it made 5.1 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, the documents also indicated the performance of other Epic Games, with revenue from Psionic titles, uh, Battle Breakers, and Sky Jinx. Spy Jinx. Spy Jinx. Thank you. Don't know why I fucking decided to change that. Uh, all those combined to reach. $108 million across 2018 and 2019. The The billion number is interesting. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That Fortnite made. Only by Fortnite. It's, by itself. Yeah. Like, what was the... was It was $4 billion, right, for EA when we were doing that loot box discussion a while ago? Yeah, that sounds right. It, and it was just... Then that was just FIFA, I believe. Or no, there that was, was Ultimate that was, Team. That, that think, was right? EA's earning call saying that Ultimate Teams or microtransactions were $4 billion. Yeah, which, yeah, which was yeah. mostly ultimate teams, but then there was the Star Wars stuff as well. There, like, there were a couple other things that it could contribute to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Manaya lost his uh, perfect game in the eighth inning, um, which is what's happening there. Uh, but five point one, so nine billion over eighteen and nineteen, mm-hmm. five point one billion over twenty twenty. Yeah, which if we're projecting, so the we're gonna hit about ten point three probably in twenty twenty one. What's interesting is that they forecasted Fortnite to make 2.4 billion in 2020. And it actually made 5.1 and they over doubled it. Yeah. Well, you'd have to there's multiple things I would like to look at and it's one when did that come out? When did when did they start when did they do the forecast? I'm assuming the forecast was probably end of was probably like March, April around there, I would assume. Then then they're idiots. In my head. For 2020. For 2020. 
because March, April, you know, a pandemic's happening. Yeah, but so I, I mean, we're talking large corporations, so then they might have they've been working on it and then released it around then, so it probably didn't factor in the pandemic. That which is that's my thing is when did the number get settled on two point four? Because if it's before pandemic, you go okay, I, that makes sense. Though that would still be a two million dollar rough drop off, which would or sorry, a two billion dollar rough drop off from the previous two years. From, yeah, from the previous years, which would be astronomical. For you to like, it's still a large number of making yeah. money, right? But it would still be crazy that you would basically go, "We're going to do two billion less worth of content somehow," especially with everything they had planned because they did some pretty that yeah. Now, in retrospect, that does seem like it was a a fake number to try to make their yeah. situation look better because all all that hero like the Marvel shit and everything that was twenty twenty. You're going to tell me that wasn't going to bring stupid money? Yeah. Are you insane? And the pandemic angle of it. There's two things to say about the pandemic angle. One, they're either a stupid corporation who thinks that when a pandemic happens and everybody gets stuck in their houses, that people will be rational and not spend money on Fortnite skins. That's the dumb corporation part of them. The smart corporation part goes, oh, People don't care about their money. They're clearly going to spend more of it on microtransactions. Um, which reminds me of the thing the judge said. Uh, so, part of like Twin- Tim Sweeney's argument um, was about wasn't really an argument. It was more of like a line of questioning where the Apple lawyer was like, "Why didn't you guys just allow people to buy V Bucks through Safari instead of?" Yeah. And he said, well, we could have enabled that, but it would have been more, it would have been, it would have been less convenient for people. And it would have been, they would have had to like, it would have been more of a hassle. And the judge was like, what, what's your user base and demographic age? And he's like, so, and she's like, isn't that more of a, a safe measure against, kids buying things so like as a parent is that yeah. more of a safe measure for kids the, the judge like slowly backing them into a corner yeah it was kind of weird and he's like yeah i guess if you looked at it from that angle i i that's a true statement and he's like but you're not wrong it isn't it is about making it easier because that's how people buy things yeah and stuff and i was like this is i love the, the conversations are like i don't know what it is with this but there's there's so much less bullshit yeah, like less PR speak. It's it's been really really nice. But anyways, um, evidence shown in court has revealed Epic Games urged Microsoft to drop the Xbox Live Gold requirement for playing free to play online multiplayer titles around the time it began its crusade against Apple and Google. I read the emails. Yeah, it is. This makes it seem more of like. Oh, is it is it a thing or was it a coincidence? No, they straight up it was like he was Tim Sweeney's like, you really should do this, you know. Yeah. Around this time before this he was like, you should really do this before this time point because it'll it'll be in your best interest. Epic has Microsoft's best interests at heart. And then like there was a back and forth and he's like at one point he says, Wait until you see the fireworks. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Tim's like, like, "We like you guys. You haven't be- you haven't betrayed us yet." Yeah. Don't make me come for you as well. 
You stupid little. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it was interesting. That. It was funny because I mean, he does make that. He did say a statement too in an email to to Phil Spencer, where he was like, like, wait until you see the fireworks or something like that. And yeah, I was he's like, like oh my we're God. we're going after people. Yeah, I'd prefer to not have to go after you. And currently, the only issue we have is this. Yeah, but. It's also, it, so it's funny, right? Because it's a weird move, or uh, oh, like it's the evil villain talking type scenario, which is funny. Mm-hmm. But also, it's a very consumer correct move. Yeah, you shouldn't be having to pay for Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus to play free to play online games mm-hmm. online. Like that's the whole point. They're free to play. Yep. Um. Okay, finally, the last thing I have down here is the Epic Games executive revealed, uh, an Epic Games executive revealed that the company has caught the eye of the Federal Trade Commission when it comes to privacy practices. When asked if Epic have uh, ever had an issue, any issues with improperly collecting or using information about customers under the age of 13, uh, the executive said he didn't recall. Apple's lawyer followed up, you don't recall if you've heard about that or not. And he answered, quote, I was part of the attorney privilege team that are handling requests from the FTC, but that was it. The lawyer then told the judge he had further questions on the subject, but suggested they be asked asked during a sealed session, not open to the public. And it later came out that that's they're under investigation or they're looking into some some mishandled information about kids information. Yeah. So, I I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm sure that's pretty common. Um, pretty common. And also probably just in line with like, so-and-so lied on my account type of bullshit. So they don't know. And mm -hmm. I, ideally that's what it is. Not, Hey, we're snooping on 10 year olds. Like, yeah. Um, so I'm interested because so so far a lot of the information that we've seen come out has been Epic related and things related to other companies we haven't really had any big Apple dumps yet, and that's what I'm looking forward to is some big fucking Apple dumps because <laughs> you like that because uh, you know Apple they're they're secretive about all their information, uh, so it'll be it'll be fun to see some some dirty laundry from them oh yeah it'll be funny to, well here's here's the thing so we want to see dirty laundry from them but they're also going to play that i'm going to dance around this as long as i oh can. yeah oh yeah for sure it'll it'll all depend on how how direct epic's lawyer is to just go are you saying you don't remember this yeah do you not recall on the 13th of blah 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 that you said exactly these two words uh what yeah i don't know so far it's been a it's been pretty entertaining it has you've kind of we gotten a a peek behind the curtain as in some aspects yeah for sure i look forward to more so far well at least you know it hasn't been boring yet type of thing yeah all right shall we go into number two then ubisoft announced that it's developing a free-to-play game set in the divisions universe called The Division Heartland. 
The announcement is light on details, so it's not clear yet whether the game will be a Battle Royale style like Call of Duty Warzone or Fortnite, but Ubisoft has says has said it will be coming to PC consoles and cloud gaming platforms at some point in 2021 or 2022. The company also announced that a Division mobile game is in the works. Uh, there are also... Basically no details about the mobile game, but Ubisoft said in a news release that more will be revealed at a later date. In case you guys are curious about a later date, I'd probably pencil in E3. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Uh, da, 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 da. The division Heartland is to be developed by Red Storm, uh, the studio which has most of its experience in Rainbow Six games and is a su- support studio for various shooters from Ubisoft, including uh, Far Cry, The Division... Uh, I believe you had them as Star Trek British Crew. So. Yeah. The only two games that they've developed recently on their own was Star Trek Bridge Crew and, I don't know, another VR title. Uh, werewolves or... Yeah, we, we are something. wolves. Or, we are wolves or something. There are wolves or... Hey, man, you ever heard of wolves? <laughs> uh, woo! <laughs> werewolves in London. London. Well, I can't find <laughs> either. Uh, finally, Ubisoft announced a novel that will explore what happens after the Division Two, and quote how the outbreak affects different regions of the United States as agents fight to secure supply routes. End quote. The book's interesting. The book is interesting only because it could potentially reach I don't give a shit levels. It could. Could be good. Um, it has it, potential because I think the division's world is interesting. Yes, but Tom Clancy's also dead, so it depends on how they write it. Because it should, if it's written like a Tom Clancy book, it should be interesting. Yeah. If it's not, I don't. So know. it could be good. Yeah, we'll see. Um, working backwards. No fucking idea what this mobile game is going to be. Uh, I'm assuming cookie cutter, whatever, Call of Duty, whatever's come out recently. What is it? Call of Duty and uh, Genshin Impact. I don't know. Whatever the shooters are. Mobile shooter games. Fortnite. Fortnite. Call Raid, of Duty, Shadow Legends. PUBG. All so those. Battle Royale. Yeah, like a battle royale. I mean, Call of Duty's not a battle royale, but that's what I'm expecting from the mobile game. But I could be pleasantly surprised unless it's a card game. I'll take a tower defense game. I don't know how that would work with the division, but I'll take it. You're on the streets of New York, and these are their most heinous crimes. We keep going (laughs) back to Law and Order. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Sure, that would be interesting. Tower defense would be interesting. Uh, wave thing would be interesting, but I don't, I'm not. Yeah, I don't really care either way. Right, that's part of my thing. Is like ah, I love the division, but like, do I give a shit about a mobile about a mobile game specifically for it? Like, uh, I do not. I probably don't either. Now, the division Heartland, a free to play division game, I. All right, so let's start off. Are you? I I. Are you positive? Are you positive about it? Do you have positive feelings about it? 
Or are you being are you pessimist about it? Ooh, ooh, give me a fifty fifty. I want to say I'm neutral, but that'd be a cop out. I mean, uh, that's fair. I mean, you could be neutral. That's I'm, fair. I'm positive about it. Okay, I'm I'm negative. I'm being a pessimist about it. All right, look at us have different <laughs> opinions. That's never happened before on this show. Um, probably has. The positive part of me is because I like the division, mm-hmm. and I just want more division. Yeah, I always have loved the world, though I think they missed a giant opportunity in how they handled the end of two and the end of the warlords of new york dlc like how how they ended that whole thing just was not not how i would have done it yeah like i feel like a better writing a better not even writing group but a better um designer i don't know lead writer i guess the one like a better narrative person truly like Mm -hmm. pushing a story would have realized their glaring mistakes and not just gone all but new enemy like so other than those problems and i've i've waxed poetic all the way up to the new division when division two came out about how much i loved the division one and the story and and uh everything everything that they implied that could be a thing and like what does it mean and uh, like rogue agents and the the whole thing kind of, and it it was it was good, yeah. Then we get Heartland, or now we're gonna get Heartland. So we assume Midwest, probably. I mean, if it's not Midwest, I don't. Why would you call it Heartland? I don't know West Virginia. If <laughs> if it's not in the middle of the country. And they call it Heartland. I have serious concerns. Right. <laughs> About Kansas City probably is like my like one that sticks out to me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Just for random cities, if you put it in a, in a city. 
But my first thought, you don't put it in a city. It becomes rural division, which is like long division, but racist. Nothing for that joke. I'm so disappointed in you. I'm sorry. I was I was like I thinking know. about something. <laughs> you started thinking about something. Yeah. And I made a rural division, which is like long division, but more racist. And I didn't <laughs> even get a chuckle. Ah, oh, damn it. Um. So there's that option, mm-hmm. which I don't. It, the question is, does it look kind of like Wildlands at that point, where it's a very open map and you're kind of just going around from town to town? Does it become like a Far Cry style thing, basically? Hey, what if the division happened in what if the division and Far Cry 4 4 or 5 5 are in the same universe? The division's happening, but Joseph Seed is in Montana launching nukes allegedly thanks to some drug that Faith is getting high off of thanks to flowers. Then you're like, I got to go to Montana. We're Stringing a lot of stuff. We're together. stringing a lot of stuff together. But here's here's what I here's the thing that I got excited about the idea of in my head, because in Max, that I didn't tell you downstairs. Yeah. What if you get a nice little call it a mini campaign, just enough to like, hey, there's twenty levels to your character. You get some different skills. Cool. Here's some basic shit. And then they go, the rest of it's a roguelike. You can go in solo up to a party of four. You have established a division hub. So that's your social point. You have made a cornfield into a place for division agents to hang out. And then you essentially do the... Have you seen any Escape from Tarkov? Yeah. It's that, but the division. So you go out into these rural areas that you're going to get loot and come back with, and you're building your agent that way. There are, like, raid bosses you can go take down, yada, yada, yada. It's basically a division version of Tarkov and rogue-like aspects to it. That you can't do solo or together. That'd be good. I like that idea. I mean, my... I love that idea. So my issue, happen. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> issue with this idea is that it's a division game. So, as of right now, the division has connotations and expectations as far as a game. Like, when someone's like, oh, the division... You you have a an idea in your mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And based on the studio that's developing it and the way it was announced and like just the way it's kind of being presented with the book and the mobile game, I'm like, this is clearly not gonna be what everyone expects it to be. Yep. Which I'm I immediately went pessimistic about it where I'm gonna be like, this is probably gonna be some shitty knockoff game. But if they swung it the way you were going and did it well, I'd be okay with that. That would be cool. Because it stays in the same spirit of the division. Yes. And it's also not... It's something inside the realm of like a an unproven studio could handle. 
yes. compared to like, oh, fucking the division in Washington, D.C., where it's... you give them a decent, the easiest way because they're, uh, you know, a new a new studio i mean they're not new studio but yeah. because it's their like I, it's their the, baby voyage if you wanted to yeah it's that's a whole nother thing too it's like this studio has been in existence for a long time yeah but like they're not like is that weird that i feel like they this no is... and i think massive is going to help them so i don't think yeah. it's going to be a you know a, a ridiculous ask of them or anything but mm-hmm. you give them you say hey make us a social hub and you know multiple versions of it, yeah. You know multiple servers of it, so that people are together. And then you say, "Hey, give us X amount of maps or map tiles. Don't worry about building an entire world. Just create these things. Give it random spawns. Like, uh, save them from themselves, kind of by mm-hmm. locking them into some parameters. And then, yeah, you just make it so it's." Hey, until you reach X level. So you, you do the basic campaign to then establish that base. So maybe 10 levels of your character of like, hey, you find this tech, you try this out. They basically get everybody into a base level of, of a character. And then they say, hey, you can go on these. I think in Tarkov it's called raids, but whatever. I'm going to use raids just for the yeah the dungeons would be the other one. Instances missions whatever you're at that base you go to like a wanted board of sorts and it's like hey i want to go out and look for supplies hey i want to go out and look for tech hey i want to go out and look for whatever and then in those areas when you zone into them you know there's a chance that there's a they still give you the pvp potential aspect of having another player there but it's majority about going in, getting all the PvE loot off of whatever rare spawned in that area. Or even if you're just hunting for... You don't even care about the rare, but you just need to go loot things to hope to get a blueprint for a schematic type of thing. Mm-hmm. And then evac and get out of there. And it just becomes this cool little division Tarkov. You're going in, you're fighting, so, you're fighting because you're in the it's heart. A, it's like a refined version of the uh, quarantine zone. It's a, it's a rural version of it, mm-hmm. which allows for better open combat. Snipers actually become, not that they haven't, I haven't, somebody's going to, nobody's going to come at me because I don't play, or the, nobody listened to it, but the division PVP scene, I know nothing. So maybe snipers were entirely viable or broken or something, but you give people the option of having snipers or ha- you know playing different styles in certain areas because you'd still have uh, maybe not urban environments but you'd have suburban environments where it's going through houses with white picket fences yeah. and a that small type town of stuff. setting that's maybe like two blocks yeah or you come up on a farmhouse a barn and a couple other things uh but you're dealing with a localized militia that in division land after the virus reached them, they essentially killed everybody inside a supermarket type of thing. They basically did a... What's the fucking movie? The Mist. Except everybody went into the supermarket, and then they just quarantined everybody that they saw get infected and killed them all in there, basically. So now you have this localized militia that's refusing to give up its ground. So you're dealing with them while also dealing with people that... You know, you you can give different types of enemies based on like what's going on there and stuff like that. Like the occasional rogue agent shows up from whatever. You can have weekly events 
with like what your enemies are or what you know i because they love doing the seasonal shit right yeah so what rogue agent shows up like you have a there's a chance that you come across an ai rogue agent carrying high level loot in any potential mission you go on there's just a chance there's an ai out there wandering around to murder you and you have no idea stuff like that it would be interesting it'd be potentially a lot of fun yeah and then no. you just microtransaction it the same way you do with everything else yeah no cosmetics whatever nothing that's game breaking because you don't let them buy gear that would be um i it would be ideal if that's they, the problem <laughs> if they did that because then you could kind of One of my issues with The Division 2 was that they spent the time that I wish they would have spent focused on the PvE experience and the storyline and like that whole side of it. A lot of that got sucked into uh, is it quarantine zone that was called? It, the Dark Zone. Dark Zone, thank you. Uh, got sucked into the Dark Zone and balancing the Dark Zone and there was always complaints about the Dark Zone. It'd be nice if they could isolate the two into separate games, almost. I mean, it, yeah. To where, I mean, like, the focus for if you were into the whole PvP side of it, of the Heartland series or whatever, Heartland could become that. And then Pie in the Sky, though, that's just the... Yeah, they'll never separate the two, I think. No. But I think having Heartland be a kind of weird mix between them. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, the map is big enough, and you dropped in as a team of four, max four. You drop in as a team of four. At most, we're going to put eight people in this map. Mm-hmm. That's that. If you drop in with four, you might go against another team of four. You might go against two teams of two. Or just say, at most, you can drop in with two people. Whatever whatever limit. Don't make it three. For the love of God, please don't make it three. But put some number on it where it's like, okay, at most, there's ten people in here. But there might not be 10 people in here. And yeah. don't tell the people. Only tell them, hey, on this map, there's a cap of 10 people. But never tell them how many are there. Yeah. Because the moment you tell them how many are there, there's changes. It, yeah. it, it just changes how people play. Because yeah. if they find out that now there's zero left alive, they don't care anymore. And that changes entirely. Yeah. Just never tell them and let them have to figure it out. And it becomes entirely different. But or still, scale... Um... Scale the AI difficulty up is the... Yeah. And then it all depends. You're like, oh, you're engaged because you breached and cleared a house. You're engaged with AI in there. Well, gunshots, I heard you. I'm coming. Yeah. All gets to be very interesting. Yeah. All speculation. We'll see. If there was... Going back to 2015. When did the division come out? 15? Feels like 15. I'm going to say 15. I, don't, I have no idea. Because it was like two to three years, two to three. Yeah, about then. Still, one franchise I wish I was on, like, storyboard department of and or working on at all, The Division. Remember when they are supposed to have drones that, like, could be controlled by... The whole thing was the tablet. You could sit yeah. down and somebody could be like, oh, I just want to play with you guys for a minute, hop in, mark up some stuff, do like a little airstrike thingy on one thing, and then fly away. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? 
So fantastic. All right. Uh, I just want to be on that storyboard team so bad. So I can ask them, what the hell were they thinking when they just went, hey, you guys like a sweet villain named Aaron Keener? <laughs> what if he just uh, fucks off for an entire game? And then we kill him in a DLC where he does nothing, even though he was built up as, as a legend. No? All right. Me too. <laughs> He's not better. Oh, I could have fixed that for them. Number three. Microsoft is enabling its Xbox FPS boost mode on 74 more games this week, bringing the total up to 97 games. Titles getting an FPS boost include Assassin's Creed Unity, Deus Ex Mankind Divided, Wasteland 3, and Far Cry 5, all moving 60 frames per second. Uh, you can find the full list at Microsoft's site. I like I like their whole... That's uh, a lot of games. Yeah. I like Microsoft's way of doing things with as far as... uh just going to do it? <laughs> what? Just going to do it? Yeah. You know. They're like, ah, you like playing older games? We're going to give them all a little bit of a performance boost. I think my favorite one there is they're like, hey, we're going to FPS boost. I mean, Wasteland 3 is interesting because it's a turn-based strategy game. So, like, I don't know that an FPS boost really fi- like does anything for it. I mean, it will, but, like... Does it really? And then uh, they're going to FPS boost Assassin's Creed Unity, which Assassin's Creed Unity's problem was that it couldn't render all the models, not that it was a low FPS. <laughs> but that's a, you know, different beast entirely. Why are we so excited about this? Uh, this is the 2019 highlight from when wow. Fears... Oh! Af- that was Fears after... Uh, <laughs> not long, I think, after... Breaking the Astros cheating scandal, then threw a no hitter or a perfect game. One of the two. Pretty funny when you think about it in context. Uh, number four. After nine years of procedures, Worlds Incorporated has lost its case against Activision Blizzard. The Massachusetts-based company was suing the publisher for patent infringement. The lawsuit was filed in 2012 with Worlds Inc., arguing that Activision Blizzard was violating five patents it owned covering a, quote, system and method for enabling users to interact in a virtual space, end quote. That sounds very vague. Uh, The company claimed that said system was used in World of Warcraft and Call of Duty, among others. However, the judge ruled in Activision Blizzard's favor, saying Worlds patents were abstract ideas. (laughs) I'm not the judge, I swear. Uh, dumb. Yeah, no hitter. That's right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> dude, Catfish Hunter. You would have been a fan of him. I mean, that's a good name. Also, great mustache. Oh, nice. I'm talking. You know. Oh, twirlies. They need to bring more mustache back to baseball. That needs to be like a t-shirt. Bring, bring mustache. What's a good way to say it? It doesn't matter. Anyways, number five. Uh, Tencent has entered negotiations with the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States concerning its stakes in Epic Games and Riot Games. According to Reuters, the uh, CFIUS, that's fucking confused. Great. Has been investigating (laughs) whether users' personal data handled by Epic and Riot could constitute a national security risk because they are Chinese-owned. 
and they report to the Chinese government. They yeah. sure do. Did you see the new Chinese thing? Which one? <laughs> uh, new law or laws that you are limited on the amount of food you can order. And what was the other one? Like from, from their Grubhub? Like for food in general, oh. I guess. Oh, just like, oh. And, uh, man, you imagine that getting instituted oh, fuck. here. What was the rest of it? I can't remember. It was, um, that might make limited on the apple. amount of food you could order. And then also, uh, I'm pretty sure it was just food that you could eat as well. The amount of food you could eat, huh. appear to eat, I think is what it was. Ah, so it's, it's because of the, the whole weird streaming subculture that popped up of people like binge eating. Oh, that's right. The food fetish people. Yes. Yeah. Number six. (laughs) (laughs) A class action lawsuit has been filed against Sony Interactive Entertainment over PlayStation Store exclusivity. That's according to a report from Bloomberg, which claims that Sony is accused of operating a monopoly by only allowing digital games to be bought through its online store. The suit states that consumers may spend up to 175% more to download a game on the PlayStation Store than they would on purchasing a physical copy. Yeah, that's my bad on this. It's kind of vague, but the argument is that the PlayStation Store no longer sells physical physical copies and PlayStation doesn't allow other retailers to sell digital codes anymore. Yeah, so it's just like a weird... Um... Yeah, like if you want a digital version of a game, you have to buy it from the PlayStation Store and it's there's no competition, so you yeah. have to pay full price. It's an interesting argument. We'll see how it uh see how it plays out. Yeah, I never thought about it, but I am curious because that is that does kind of scream some weird anti competition. I wonder if they stuff. would just say like, "All right, fine, we'll just put the cards back in stores," and that if that would be enough for them to just like sh- shut them up. Well, I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with it too, but like, I don't think that's what the the people actually suing them want. What do you think they want? A second digital marketplace where you could buy Sony games, probably. Then you're getting into... Yes. Exactly. Which is why they brought it up now. This is getting messy. Oh, yeah. If you're not following along, I yeah. was if referencing. Not, if you're not following along with us just jumping to conclusions yeah. on each other, <laughs> I was referencing that this is that's sliding into Epic versus Apple territory there. Exactly. Uh, number seven Electronic Arts has acquired Metalhead Software, the Canada based developer behind the Super Mega. Baseball series. Baseball games and golf games making comebacks. Can't wait for Mario Golf. Terms of the deal were not disclosed, but it brings Metalhead and its IP under the ownership of the leading sports publisher. The team will remain in its studio in Victoria, British Columbia, and will now work with other EA sports teams to not only grow Super Mega Baseball, but also, quote, develop new gaming and sports experiences for players worldwide, end quote. I read that and immediately was like, okay, so we're going to get like some sort of uh, super, super uh, mega baseball ultimate team. 
the acquisition ticks another box on the list of sports EA caters for having not published a baseball game since the MVP NCAA series, which was discontinued in 2008 due to poor sales and probably legal problems. Number eight, Gamescom has stepped back from plans to host a hybrid show this year, shifting into an online exclusive show. Gamescom 2021 will build upon features introduced at last year's digital event, including opening night live hosted by, you guessed it, Jeff Keighley, the one and only, the chosen one himself, Jeff Keighley. (laughs) Number nine, The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt game director, Conrad Tamava... Oh, shit, man. I I figured this out beforehand, and I totally forgot how I decided to pronounce it. Uh, Tama... Thomas... Fuck. Thomas... Tom... These Polish names kill me. Uh, Thomas... Thomas Kowitz. Kowitz. I don't know. Tomaskowitz, there we go. Uh, Conrad Tomaskowitz, what do you got over there? All right. Nothing, nothing. You're doing, you're doing great. Man. Has resigned doing from great. CD Projekt. Bloomberg has reported the outlet said a company said a company email sent to CD Projekt staff confirmed that Tomaskowitz was resigning after an investigation into allegations of workplace bullying. Well, the investigation concluded. Uh, that he was not guilty of the acquisitions. (laughs) The accusations. The developer acknowledged people felt uncomfortable working with him and apologized, quote, for all the bad blood I've caused. Stop bullying your employees. It's a thing. It's a thing. That's kind of a, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm sure. Clearly, he was the game director for Wild Hunt, so. He must have been skilled in some regard. Yeah. Um, so how much of an impact that will have? I guess probably not much, but we'll see. Still, it's a thing. Sony and number 10, Sony and Discord have announced a partnership that will integrate the latter's popular gaming focused chat app with PlayStation's own built in, whoo, built in social tools. The platform will be fully integrated into the PlayStation Network early next year. Sony appears to have offered a better deal than Microsoft, taking an undisclosed minority stake in the company. Uh, I like that everybody compared this to the Microsoft one, but Microsoft literally tried to purchase them. So let's just relax. Yeah. Sony didn't. Sony didn't, and we, we will find out how much of a minority stake they have in it. When yeah, I'm doubting it's 49% because Sony yeah. almost never does anything no, like that. They, they, I would like be surprised. Five. Yeah, exactly. I would be surprised if it's more than 20%. I, I would be very surprised if it's 20 or higher. Yeah. Uh, this is cool, though. I mean, Discord, it's all the rage right now. Well, and anything's better than Sony's native chat apps, so. Wouldn't know. I mean, neither would I. I mean, yes, you're saying it from the prospect of not owning a PlayStation 5. I own a PlayStation 5, but don't play for online. So I also don't talk to anybody on my PlayStation, so it's no. not like it matters. Though Discord removes the... I can just at least play that and potentially hang out with people that are playing... Oh, that's a good point. Other things. That makes it even weirder. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, hey, are we rating? Sorry, I'm in the middle of the show. I can't really. Uh, I'll well, press you know, like it would be a natural fit for Xbox. Yes. For crossplay reasons. Yep. Makes no sense for Sony because Sony's like, fuck off. We don't want crossplay. But Sony likes money, and if a company's about to go public, you might as well get in before their stuff skyrockets. Free investment. Free real estate. Uh, number 11. Free, free real estate. I can't do the voice. I can't either. Uh, wow Classics Burning Crusade Transition <laughs> will kick off. <laughs> I don't know why transition is such a funny word to me. Uh, will kick off on June 1st, barring any delays. <laughs> Actually, with only a month to go when they announced this, I feel pretty all right. All right. All right. If you're confident, I'm confident. If this was saying at June 1st, the new patch is coming, I have a lot of questions. <laughs> In a blog post about the announcement, Blizzard says that the pre-expansion patch will roll out on May 18th. Uh, players will then have to choose whether to continue into the Burning Crusade or choose to transfer to new servers that will stay locked in the vanilla classic era where the level cap remains 60 and no new content will be added. Players will also be able to level new blood elf or Drenai characters in preparation for the full launch. Uh, the cloning thing's interesting. Yeah. Uh, from what I read, there's three choices. Okay. Keep the character in vanilla. Yep. Progress the character into Burning crusade. Yep. Or do both. Take yep. the character, uh, essentially clone it. Have one in vanilla and one in Burning Crusade. Yep. Was there any other interesting revelations? I mean, there were people talking about like the fees that involve in cloning and doing some oh, other okay. stuff, and I was just like, "Are they changing?" I and know there's the boost fee that if you wanted to. So if you wanted to for BC, you wanted to just play BC, you can buy a boost to get to 58, and then mm-hmm. go through. And there's other stuff like that, and I'm like, "Cool, whatever BC's coming, I don't really care." They um. They're not doing any major changes, I'm assuming, to BC. Uh, probably not major, but there are definitely quality of life things or whatever that they have said they needed to touch, and they will. Okay. To uh, which, you know, you get the typical, uh, what I believe Max would refer to them as classic candies. That are like, we want it the exact way it was back then. And it's like, oh, my God, no, you, don't. Don't. you literally don't <laughs> understand how game design works. Like, we need to iterate and change on a couple of these things because they will. They just at the time were terrible. Yeah. But that's just how they how they do it. Um, I'll be moving my rogue to BC. For uh, certain. Yeah, you don't care about keeping it in vanilla. I'm Why would that. I keep it in vanilla? I, I don't understand those. That's people. like a weird. That is a very weird. Thing. Like I get the idea that you wanted to play vanilla again, and you have the option to still play vanilla and whatever, and you have the option to stay there if you so chose. But if you've done everything, you have nothing to do anymore. Yeah, it's not like so I don't know why you. I I just don't get that mindset. I'm curious to see if they ever drop the amount of characters that stayed behind type of thing. Then it gets like I don't. I don't need we to talked about this before. It gets into it's going to get real messy real quick. Potentially, if they keep this trend going, potentially. But depending on, I think that's probably what they're like wondering is how many people are going to keep a character in classic. Like if it's uh, worth it, because then they say they're going to move them onto new servers. Well, depending on how many characters you have, you don't have to have that many servers potentially. 
Yeah, so you'd have like you what just you're saying like one vanilla server, yeah, one Burning Crusade server, and then like whatever the current expansion is is the 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 majority yeah. of the servers would be the idea I would think. Yeah. Um, but that all depends on how many, like I said, how many people you have keeping characters in classic, and I don't know. Uh, I'd be really curious to see like the behind the scenes thing as far as like what what type of hardware and stuff is required for a single server on oh probably well for classic probably like nothing at this point at least not comparatively to what it was and everything yeah just to be curious to see like behind the scenes i know i remember when destiny came out we kind of got that like look into like what bungie does and like their setup yeah it looks like fucking a nasa command center essentially yeah i think that's how wow probably used to look but i i would probably put money on it that it's not even close now at least not from like the classic side retail might look something kind of similar but not to the not to the degree that it once had to Oh yeah, it'd definitely be interesting to see. Like, like I can almost now imagine it just being on like a screen that big, and there's one guy in front of a screen like this, and he has six servers under his control, yeah. and he's like, <laughs> just the entire time, it's just, all right, that one's fine, this one's fine, oh, that one slowed down for a second, oh no, it's fine again. All right, hold on. <laughs> hey, you come in, you stare at these screens for six hours. Something goes wrong, you call Jim. He's the only one that knows. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's Bethesda. What am I doing? Is it Jim though, or is it like I thought it was a different name? Frank, probably. Yeah, I was gonna say Frank. Frank's my normal go to, but Frank's stuck together, and he's got tubes running through yeah. him and everything. In the he's closet. like duct taped to a chair. And... Yeah, he's stuck in the basement of Bethesda. Yeah, or yeah, the basement of in Bethesda, Maryland. He's just stuck. yeah. He is the creation engine. Yeah, it's Frank, the creation engine. <laughs> His full title. Man, you imagine when they're going to have to hire for that new position? Hey, we need somebody to be the creation engine. It's like, uh, uh, I guess I uh, to to serve in my duty or whatever, and you just go jack yourself in like the Matrix, and you become the creation engine. Forgotten country, whatever the fucking line is. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on to questionable things that we didn't write full paragraphs on. Blizzard Entertainment has filed a notice of opposition against Fox Media over the use of the name Diablo. Fox applied to register the term as a trademark in relation to its show Housebroken, an animated series due to debut at the end of the month that revolves around a therapy dog helping other animals, including a dog named Diablo. Uh, I didn't want to spend too much time on it because it's kind of silly, but um, I would be really surprised if uh, Blizzard didn't win this one because they did file for a trademark for like merchandise and all the other sorts of stuff, specifically for that character as well. Yeah. So it's like, it's just weird. Um, also, that show will probably last maybe one season. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Maybe. Uh, Diablo Immortals has been confirmed for a 2021 release via some financial stuff. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. There's talk that both uh, Immortals and uh, I believe Diablo 2 Remastered would be out this year. And I went, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yep, yep. I was like, I saw the headline and I went, 
there's a podcast I, I I listened to that said something very similar to that. Mm-hmm. Ours. Immortal. Global release. Resurrected as well. <laughs> Number three. three. Vice president and head of product for Stadia. John Justice. <laughs> what a name. <laughs> has left Google. Six additional members of staff have left Stadia for roles at Haven Studios. Jade Raymond's new project. Man, you're going from one dead thing to the next. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Jade, but it just it it's your history of the last few years. Uh also I don't care what dev hires him, but somebody please hire John Justice. John Justice. And let him do your E three presentation. Oh yeah. It's I, not a good look, by the way, when your VP and head of product are just leaving. Just dips. Yeah. I mean, we've... Stadia's been dead forever, so... Yeah. It was dead on arrival. Should have aborted it, but here we are. Yeah. Also, I'm just now picturing John Justice doing an E3. I don't even know what he looks like. Don't know what he sounds like. Nothing. Maybe that's something we'll have to Google. But man, can you imagine him coming out like the For Honor guy? Like, if the For Honor guy's name was John Justice, it just fits. You're like, yeah, that's him. John Justice. Ridiculous. Like John Justice needs to come out and give you the rundown for the division Heartland. But as the as like the antagonist. You know what I mean? He's probably like the most like white bread fucking Oh, probably, but I want them to use ever. I want them to use him as like the Joseph Seed when they introduced Far Cry 5. How they usually have their villains basically do the introduction. Yeah. Like, and now you division agents are coming to my area. Oh, you're not welcome here. You're like, John Justice. Or he's the evil Knievel version from Far Cry 5, whose name I can't remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've seen this guy before. Oh, Clutch Nixon. That's who I was thinking of. Clutch Nixon. Remember that one? He is the most white bread looking dude. Ever. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, no. <laughs> John Justice, why are you so disappointing? I hope yeah. you have an epic voice. Because I need you to have one. <laughs> with a powerful name like John Justice. John Justice. Or just go to WWE and don't even change your name. And just deliver the justice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, or or he's basically the Clutch Nixon version. In Division Heartland. Clutch. Nixon. You remember Clutch, right? I'm not insane. I don't know. What is this from? He's Far Cry. He's the stunt guy. The crazy, like, always wanted you to hit. You'd go to hit, do his challenges, and it was hit, like, jumps and stuff. He was the evil Knievel. Oh, uh, I of, never paid Far attention Cry to any of those. I remember running around the car, but. Do you remember the song? When you do the channel, I'm going to play a song for you after I this. remember, like, there being the song, a song, but... The song is by, like, some weird band called, like, the Thousand Vikings or something. It's, like, the only song I know of. Yeah, I remember there was a car at one point. There was a plane, I think. Yeah, yeah. They, he had, like, one for each. I think there was one for, like, the jet ski or something. There was one for every vehicle. Yeah. Clutch Nixon, man. But, no, I want... Uh, sorry, I'm still in the Division Heartlander. We're just going to move on. Just going to move on. Well, we can go I... back to it. Konami is skipping I, no, E3. I don't, I don't want to go back to it because I'm just going to get sad when it doesn't happen, so... Yeah. Oh, Konami rip. Sega, Bandai Namco Entertainment, and Square Enix are confirmed for E3. In case you're curious. Okay. 
Yeah. Sounds about right for what I expect from them. And then, obviously, yeah, Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Warner Bros. are already confirmed. Let's talk about some deals real quick, Matt. Oi. So, for Humble, for this month of May, Humble Monthly gets you Metro Exodus, Darksiders Genesis, Hellpoint, Cook, Serve, Delicious, 3, Levelhead, Fury Unleashed, Size Matters. Fucking telling me. Uh, Explains a lot. Right? Morkred, Relectica, or no, Relicta, 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 got it, get there. Retimed, Family Man, which basically looks like, is that supposed to be King of the Hill? (laughs) Uh, And Vane. For PlayStation Plus, on PS4, you're going to get Battlefield 5 and Stranded Deep. On PS5, you're going to get Wreckfest, Drive Hard, Die Last. Intense. And Xbox Games with Gold, or whatever they're calling it now. You get Armello, available May 1st to the 31st. Dungeons 3, May 16th to June 15th. Lego Batman, May 1st to the 15th. And Tropico 4, May 16th to the 31st. Are they ever going to drop the whole half a month thing? just... Fix your dates. <laughs> For the love of God. It's so dumb. And it's been seven days, so uh, what have you been up to? Uh, not much. Been a slow week for me. Um, just uh, doing the norm, normal nothingness. Uh, I've, I said earlier, I have 20 minutes left in the last Witcher audiobook. That's book eight. I am fucking overflowing with Witcher lore and ridiculousness. And the plan is to finish it, watch some quick brief summary videos of Witcher 1 and 2 of the games, and then jump in Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. And What are you going to jump in at? Uh. PC. I think that would potentially fix the issues. Yes. I already bought it on PC on CD keys. Okay. 15 bucks got the Game of Year edition, so got all the uh, Yeah, which comes with Blood and Wine and uh, the other one. And um, that's it. That's uh, That's the plan. The only wrench that's getting thrown in that plan is Mass Effect comes out. Yep. Days Gone. It's coming yep. out on PC. Biomutant. I don't really care about Bio. I don't know what that is. It's a little, like, fox oh, squirrel. fuck. Is that the... Yeah. Wait, is that the... THQ Nordics. Biomutant. That's the one with the cat, is it? Cat, fox, whatever, squirrel thing. Is it, is it the cat one? The things, like, you know, you're running around and... No, nah, that's not it. I'll have to look at it. Oh, that. no, 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 no. I was thinking of the cat from... There's there's two other cat ones from... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. not that. Uh, so, yeah, that could be complicated. I haven't really put much thought into what I'm going to do about that. But um, that's about it. And then we're, you know... 
baby's on the way. Samantha's like torn half the house apart, so we got that going on. It's kind of we got to disappear to a Yankee game. Yeah, got a Yankee game to go to, or um, two or three. Or... Well, it, the thing that I'm my plan, my mental plan here. Oh, all right, all right. I was like, oh, we got to go before they go full capacity. Right, That'd be nice. Check it out. Get in early. Also, um, see see how I feel about the game situation, and then it's like, oh. Then we can fit more in. If it's like, oh, I really like doing this, then we can. Oh, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. We need to make a day. We need to make the whole day of it. Get there early. Get early. Get get in on it early in the yeah. summer. Yep. Also have capacity can... to kind of get the dip the toes in. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like, yep. oh, we'll go again in June. Yeah, yeah. And then like, oh, maybe we'll go again in July. Do yeah. it once a month. We'll do a little dip your toe move. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're like, oh, we're going to the World Series. Got box box tickets. You know, we spent eight thousand dollars. No, I'm not going to do that. Listen, <laughs> they go to the World Series, and I can end up with something semi what I would define as reasonable. Then there's a chance I would do it. But define semi reasonable and define where I would be. It's semi reasonable. Like there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of factors that come into play at that point of like Yeah, I feel like at that point, like I've seen some of the ticket prices. I so need like, to make friends with somebody to even I think have a chance at buying them. Yeah. Or like hope that somebody had season tickets or bought uh like they just bought thirty and they're like whoever, just come hang out and I'm like, sure. But yeah, you know. Yeah. That's that's it for me. Right now, where are you at? Uh, a lot of MLB The Show. And that's really the majority of my time right now. Bounced around WoW, bounced around ESO, bounced around League. Just kind of... How's ESO treating you? I'm like level 29, I think, now. I don't even know what the cap is anymore. 50? Okay. So I'm making my way to downtown. Faces pass. And I'm homebound. All right. Um, I need you. Uh, yeah, so I've tried to. That was the other thing is I'm trying to buy a PS5. I've re reengaged, reengaged. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, and it's <laughs> just as reengaged with the enemy, <laughs> reengaged the Borg. No, uh, it's it's pretty terrible still. So if anyone's like trying to get rid of a PS5 or they know, you know, someone, I don't fucking know. That's the thing. Help me out. Help brother out. Yeah. So if you know of a of a PS5 for sale somewhere, yeah, that's preferably not... not damaged and still in a box and potentially <laughs> not, not overpriced. <laughs> yeah, not overpriced. Or if you just happen to be searching for something and you see a PS5 in stock, yeah, uh, buy it, and I will put you in contact with somebody who will immediately give you money for it. Exactly. exactly. I have my people all across this great land. And for that one guy listening in Sweden, if you find a PS5, just message us on Twitter at gamers underscore two. Perfect. So um, there was somebody that listened to us from Sweden. I It was in the Apple reviews from 2019. I happened to be looking at something and I saw a review came up from him for five stars. And I believe he said, these guys are hysterical or something like that. And I was like, you speak pretty good English if you think we're funny. Maybe I that's Switzerland? See, that's the Switzerland maybe I don't know. That's the thing is it's probably like English is probably a second language. And if he probably we, just doesn't know any better. If we ever did a live show, we should just do it in Europe first. Because they'll have no idea. Stupid American funny time. Who cares? 
I like it. I like where if we go, that. if we do it here, they all understand. That's not good enough. <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> we just go to Brazil. They have no idea what we're saying, and we just talk about. Yeah, we got to up our game now. We got podcast competition. I wasn't going to talk about that. <laughs> specifically, I specifically debated right up until I was done talking. Like, do I bring it up? 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 No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. We talked about that earlier. I'm not going to talk about it again. But uh, as always, if there's anything you think we should do better, comments, anything. The description of this episode, you click a little link. It takes you to a form. You just fill it out. With whatever name you want. You can ask us whatever question you want. Your name can be Bodie McBoatface. And I'll read it as Bodie McBoatface. If it's too far. Like I know some of you psychopaths would do. Well then I'm not going to read that. (laughs) Anyway. Cool. We'll see you guys in seven days. Bye bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.